0: I looked up bear cat and it popped up binturong, which that is not a cougar. That is not a cougar at all. The binturong, also known as the Bearcat, cat, is a viverrid native to South and Southeast Asia. It is uncommon in much of its range and has been assessed as vulnerable on the U IUCN Red List because of a declining population. Also vulnerable because they play liberty. Am I right, Cade? Fan the That's flames. That's right.
1: Fan the flames.
0: Same brother. Fan the flame. New Year six inbound. We'll talk about that later, but uh, Ethan, are you you're good to eat and talk? Yeah. All right, sweet. We are going to go ahead, Kate. I'm sorry, but for audio purposes, you're not going to really see our faces. You're just going to see the couch. If that's all right with you, let's go ahead and get started. Um, how do we want to? How do we want to intro our way into talking about week six of college football? Can I just say, there's no. I'm not even going to use a metaphor or anything. That was an exciting week, an exciting day, specifically Saturday of college football. I mean, the 11 a.m. brought us one of, if not the best game of the year: Oklahoma versus Texas. Even LSU Missouri was really exciting, back and forth until the very end. I mean, you had we'll talk and we'll talk about all this stuff. You had Miami with the the ultimate blunder from the coaching staff. I've never I've never seen anything like it. And then you had USC Arizona, which I'm proud of you two for staying up way late for that game. I did not. I was tired. I was sleepy. It was
2: maybe the best game I've ever seen. I
0: went I went home. But let's um let's get right into it. Oklahoma beats Texas in a Red River rivalry game, whatever you want to call it. First off, did you guys see this? The sun affected that broadcast.
1: The sun outage was due to the Disney satellite and ESPN. Well, I guess the sun directly behind the Disney satellite, and because the sun's energy was going through the the satellite (laughs) connection, well, (laughs) it was disrupting the coverage, and uh, I thought that was, I didn't understand it until you sent that, and uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. It was weird to me, though, is I felt like I had better coverage on ESPN2, which was the Pat McAfee broadcast. Um, So I actually switched over to that, and it was more consistent. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a separate satellite or what, but, yes, very strange.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't have known about any of this because my eyes were peeled to Mizzou and LSU. Really? I wasn't wasn't changing the channel. You
0: were glued on that one?
2: Yeah, so I I just saw the highlight of the end. Oh, man, you missed a good one.
0: You missed a good one. Dylan Gabriel, the UCF transfer, put the team on his back. On that last drive to get the touchdown with what like eleven seconds left. It was a fun game. Kate, I enjoyed your little science corner about how we got worse coverage. Uh, I did how's the Pat McAfee broadcast, by the way?
1: I think it's just okay. I think he has his moments. I like when he brings people on the field like Greg Sankey and they'll have different conversations and he's done I think McConaughey was on there when it was Texas at Alabama and different people like that but other than that uh, I prefer the normal broadcast. McAfee, how do we feel about him as a
0: in general? I like the guy, I'll say it. I think sometimes he makes it a little bit too much about himself. He's created an enemy in the state of Washington, it seems like. But what do we think about him? Uh, Ethan shaking his head over here. Not a fan. Not a fan of Pat. I mean
2: it's just too much. He's going He's doing it too much. That's all there is to it. Maybe every once in a while, have one of his McAfee moments, but he literally makes the entire college game day show now. Just Pat McAfee. It's the Pat, the Pat
0: McAfee Mc- show, bro. Maybe we just need some narcissism every now and then. You ever think about that?
2: I'll tell you who I miss is that one guy that was on there.
0: David Pollock?
2: Yes, David Pollock. I mean, we just need more guys like him.
0: Rip to DP. I think he's with Fox Sports now. I miss the Bear. Chris, Chris Falica? Mm-hmm. Falica? I can't remember exactly how you say his name, but he was always fun, given his given his bets for the week with his bear claw. Oh, that was always a that was always a fun moment.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of McAfee. I think he has moments like I don't the best part about his T V show is when Saban comes on and then I like him when he has guests on the sideline, but I also preferred David Pollack on college game day. Yeah,
0: DP's more of your your bread and butter, your your standard guy, you know? He's going to give you the X's and O's. He's going to tell you who's going to win this this week because of their schemes, not because of how he's feeling or what shirt or tie he's been wearing that day, that kind of thing. Oklahoma guy, did anybody, did you guys expect Oklahoma to win that game? I didn't. I know it's a rivalry game. I know that those are both two good teams, but I did not expect Oklahoma to win.
2: I think I said this last week that I didn't know who I like. I was picking Texas because I'd seen them play. Oklahoma has somehow quietly like not been on my screen. Until this past weekend, like they've been handling their business, but it's like nobody knows how they're doing it. Nobody's watching them until Saturday. Yeah,
1: yeah. I picked Texas last week, and I think most people probably. Did. I know Honey didn't, but uh, good Honey yeah, rivalry game, and anything can happen in a rivalry game, and it did.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they, these are clearly the two best teams in the Big Twelve, but there's there's a chance that we have an Oklahoma West Virginia. Uh, Big 12 championship with mm. Texas omitted. In which case, if a, if a one-loss Texas team, if we want to just scheme here for a bit, a one-loss Texas team to Oklahoma who doesn't make the Big 12 championship could end up in the playoff. The cards got to fall right, but they definitely could make it into the playoff. Transition a little bit. LSU outlast Missouri. Uh, Ethan was glued to that game. It was back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting to- thing to me about that game is LSU's defense, terrible. We knew that coming in. But now, like, they can't guard anybody. Um, I think what we're seeing is that Bama is still the team to beat in the West. Mm-hmm. That's a clear thing. They beat AM on Saturday, a game I got wrong. I was way up. By the way, I was like 1-7 in on my picks. I was terrible. My only win was USC, and they barely won. They got robbed, I heard. We'll talk about that game here in a bit. I think it was UK that was talking about this. Never count out Saban, right? And it just goes to show you, don't count them out, man. The lone team in the SC West did not lose a – not have a loss in conference. They keep doing it, man. When Saban's on the ropes, that's when, he, that's when he's thats got you the best. Uh, did you guys watch any of that Alabama A&M game?
1: Yeah, I watched a little bit. It seems like Jalen Milroe has – I mean, he had his best game yet, which is just unfortunate for the Arkansas Razorbacks next week. Yeah. have been he's- saying it for weeks. <laughs>
0: They're going to figure out their quarterback situation heading into that Arkansas game.
1: Yeah, he looked really good, and Bama's starting to click.
0: Yeah, and that defense, man. That defense is nasty. That defense is vicious. So Arkansas is going to have a tough time with them. But I am not. I don't want to talk anything about Arkansas. I have no desire. I didn't even watch that game, man. I was at a concert, okay? I, I don't <laughs> – actually, I take that back. I watched it on my phone at, at this concert in Fayetteville. And I had one guy come up to me and bro, what's the score? I said, we just lost. It was KJ. KJ just threw the interception. It was a, it was a brutal time to be alive. Alabama it's going to be an Alabama Georgia SEC championship again I think we can go ahead and book it Georgia destroyed Kentucky manhandled them clobbered them Uh, another game I got wrong by the way me and Ethan were riding the the wildcat train all the way to the all the way off the cliff yeah you did you picked Kentucky check the tape bro
2: I did
1: Cade knows this did you see the Mark Stoops comment what did Mark Stoops say Apparently some fans were complaining, which I don't really – I don't think you should be. You know, if, I mean, Mark Stoops has done so good at that program, and, you know, it's Georgia. So, I, But, anyways, he said, you know, I'm fine with fans complaining. He was like, but if you complain, I want more donations. He said, because Georgia <laughs> bought a lot of really good players.
2: Dude, and me and he, Heath were in a weird mental state last. I mean, like, I'm sitting here like, I think Kentucky. I mean, I must have been in the dogs last week. We were
0: broken. We were absolutely <laughs> broken last week. But uh, going back – It was so funny you mentioned Oklahoma as this team that's kind of just flying under the radar. People aren't really talking about them a lot, but they're just uh, quietly winning games. And winning games, for the most part, pretty one-sided, pretty handily. They haven't had that much trouble against these teams heading this week. A team I wanted to talk about, and I honestly, like, that was going to be one of the things that we talked about this week was another team that has just been flying under the radar, quietly dominating teams. And that team is the Miami Hurricanes. And let me tell you, everything has changed. Everything has changed down in Miami. Oh, my goodness. I have a buddy, Isaiah Newburn, who he's absolutely broken. <laughs> when I found out, because I didn't even find out, find out till afterwards how Miami lost. When I found yeah, out how they lost, I got lost I, I I was frustrated. I myself was angry, and I'm not even a Hurricanes fan. Aid, can you break down the ending of that game for everybody
1: real quick, please? I'd just like to put in context that I had I had just watched the Arkansas loss, <laughs> and I was I was pretty sad, <laughs> and I was just flipping through games, and I put on that game, and I'm like, oh, Miami, like they're about to to win and then like the next play was the fumble and i was like oh my gosh i think they fumbled and i i don't i was like they called it a fumble i don't think they have enough to overturn it so then i'm just, like sad but i'm like what's about to happen and i'm like you know what georgia tech you would just really make my night if you could somehow pull this off and then they did i like jumped up and i was screaming and i was with my brother and his fiance and she was like I don't understand, like, do we like this team? And I was like, I don't even really care about this team. But I just witnessed one of the craziest endings that we'll get all year, and I'm just in a good mood. Yeah,
2: You know, I can't imagine the pain for somebody who had, like, placed, you know, some sort of parlay. And that was the last leg of it, was Miami to close out Georgia Tech. Oh, p-
0: people posted. People posted their slips.
3: Mm.
0: So <laughs> what happened was Miami was up three. They had the ball. Georgia Tech had no timeouts. It was a third down with less than 40 seconds. And if you know anything about football, college football, the play clock is 40 seconds. And so it was under that. So they could have just kneeled the ball and ran out the clock. Instead, the coaching staff decides, and I'll just say this, Mario Cristobal decides head coach of the Miami Hurricanes to run the ball. And, yes, they end up fumbling Georgia Tech. And even Georgia Tech's touchdown was miraculous. <laughs> I mean, why was there why was there a blown why was there blown coverage? Why was a guy behind the Miami Hurricanes defense on that on that touchdown pass? <laughs> None of it made any sense to me at all. But so Miami loses. They're now five and one. The sky is now falling down in South Beach. And I I I am serious with you. The, apparently, the athletic director was at the press conference today for Mario Cristobal. That's never happened. I am serious. Is this a fireable offense what happened down there in in Miami on Saturday night? That is the worst coaching <laughs> blunder I've ever seen in my entire life. What are you what are we doing?
1: What are we doing? It, the offensive it. coordinator took the like fell on the sword for him too. Did you see that? I heard about that. And he's He's not the guy to blame in that situation.
2: It's just incompetency. Like, I mean, there's no,
1: I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, but he did it at Oregon, too. Did y'all see that? I heard about this.
2: He just, I don't think he understands the end of the game and the kneeing situation.
1: It
0: just, I, I it, it, it has broken my, my brain. I, I can't <laughs> understand why they would do that it doesn't make any sense to me at all however if mario cristobal ever kneels in the game he is he has lost he has failed so he should just never kneel ever again or he has lost he has lost mm-hmm. the battle He's mm-hmm. got. To, he's gotta keep it now
3: you're
2: right though even that touchdown by george <laughs>
3: like- i mean it was like from, i think he chunked it from like almost midfield and <laughs> Somehow a dude just sprinting with like three guys behind him. I'm like, where did where did the prevent defense go? (laughs) They just,
0: yeah, Yeah. guy just guy just found his way behind the defense, I guess. But oh my gosh! So I'm gonna go ahead and say Miami is not gonna make any sort of noise anymore. That is a thing that will break teams. Hey, two two though teams we need to watch out for in the ACC. I think that can win legitimately. North Carolina, who is that team that is just kind of – Ethan's been on the North Carolina train all year. Uh, says they're not going to lose a game all season?
2: I said if they can get past South Carolina in the season opener, they're running the table.
0: Well, it looks like they're going to be running the table because they are dominating every team they play. But another team, and I'm going to be honest with you, didn't know anything about this team, picked Notre Dame to beat them last week. The Louisville Cardinals, people. My goodness, 6-0. and not, not only beat – not only beat Notre Dame, handled Notre Dame, handled them. The Louisville Cardinals. Who's their quarterback? What is it, J- Plummer? Plummer. I don't know Plummer? a thing
2: about this team.
1: I don't know a thing about them. Kate Kate, do you know a thing about them? All I know is that they hired Purdue's coach, and he played there back in the day. Uh, Brom, is it? Yeah, Jeff Brom.
0: Louisville head coach. Yeah, Jeff Brom. So. Oh, he, look at the look at the Bearcat real quick. That's an ugly looking dude.
1: Binturong,
0: binturong. Look at that. You see that, Cade? You see that wow. guy?
1: Yeah.
0: Not a good looking creature. The the binturong, aka the bear cat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we got to watch out for Louisville guys. We definitely do. Go Cardinals. And but here's the thing. Now that I'm talking about them, they're gonna lose next week.
1: Because
0: <laughs> that's what happens. Georgia State, Fresno State, they, all these teams, they lose after I'm like, hey, we got to watch out for them. And you know what? I never do. I never watch out for them. We have a Biff Pogey update. Did the Charlotte 49ers even play this week? I think they were on a bye.
1: Yeah, I think they were.
0: Yeah, that's our Biff Pogey update. They were on a bye. Oh, this is big news, guys. I actually have access to the Pac-12 network. Did not know I had this, but logged into my mom's Sling account to watch some games on Saturday. I have the Pac-12 network. You know what the first game I watched was?
2: Was it Washington State-UCLA? It was
0: Washington State-UCLA, and it was ugly. What? UCLA's defense, by the way, incredibly good. Did not see that one coming at all. Their offense is absolutely terrible. But UCLA has the easily the best defense in the, in the Pac-12. I mean, even better than Utah's. I, their scoring margin is better. I think their third down uh, success is, is better. Anyway, that was my first game. And I want to I ask this question because it's actually a pretty good broadcast on the Pac-12 network. What's everybody's favorite
1: broadcast? CBS. Uh, when Gary Danielson is on. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with him. So, I mean, when he retires, I may not like CBS as much, but that's my favorite. Great theme music, too. Ethan, you want to do this theme music for us?
3: <laughs> a
0: little low on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you kind of... You kind of faltered there a little bit. I mean, it sounded good, but that that ended up not being the theme at all. Uh, that's a good pick. Ethan, what's your pick?
2: Um, historically, it would have been the SEC on CBS, but this year they've been really, like, disrespectful and starting to kind of throw their B-teamers. I know. The so they can send them to a Big Ten game, which I just feel like is a little bit disrespectful. So this year it would have to be the either ESPN or ABC – whichever one they choose, the prime time with Chris, Holly, and Kirk Street. That's a good one. They always have, like, really good cameras for that. And make it, it makes the game feel like it's bigger than it actually is.
0: You know, I like, I like Fox's big noon kickoff, and here's why. Gus Johnson. <laughs> Gus Johnson is not, like, the best broadcaster, but I think he's the most fun broadcaster in college football. Is you'll have a big you'll have a big play happen and he just starts yelling things like for example if colorado scores a touchdown pass channel <laughs> ah! and that's literally what that's what you'll hear for like 20 seconds after a big <laughs> touchdown
2: by Colorado
0: so I'm gonna go with Fox's big noon kickoff with Gus Johnson.
2: Gus Johnson if you're listening to this we really appreciate you
0: he's a great man Also underrated, you know who does a really good broadcast too? NBC. NBC's college football broadcast is also really good. I was just curious y'all's takes on this. Now, I'm not going to talk a lot for the next three or four minutes because I didn't watch USC versus Arizona, but I have questions. What happened, guys? What happened?
2: Everything. I mean, USC number one had to come back in that game just to like – to, to have a chance, and then they, they had a chance to win it at the end of regulation with maybe the shortest field goal. It was like, what yard line was it from, the snap? Um, it was like the, the two or the three-yard line they had gotten it down to. It was like, let's take a field goal. And uh, Arizona called a timeout before – like, he got one, like, free kick and made it, and Arizona called a timeout before it. So, it was like, oh, got to kick again. Um, and it got blocked on the second try. <clears throat> And then it got to overtime, and they were just trading punches. But then in the final overtime, I mean, it's like – I mean, K, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 105 a.m. at this point in the third overtime while we're watching it. And um,
1: It was – yeah, it was late. It was after one.
2: Each team had the dumbest two-point play like I've ever seen, but Caleb Williams made it work on USC's side. I mean, literally – I don't know what they were going for, and he should have not gotten in the end zone because of how dumb of a play call it was. They
1: ran a swinging gate. Who runs a swinging gate in that situation?
2: <laughs> yeah, like he had nobody there to block for him. It was just like, hey, make a play. He
1: ran away from the gate, actually. The like, gate was on the left, and he sprinted to the right. And <laughs> like I texted in the group chat. I was like, terrible play call, great player. Because he should have gotten tackled for a loss, and they should have kept going, but he just made an excellent play.
2: And then Arizona had just a really – I mean, it got bottled up from the very beginning of that run play. They should have thrown the ball, but
3: – yeah, I don't they know They why. should have
2: gone for two in the first overtime. They did the thing where they got to play defense. Um, mm-hmm. They got to play defense first, and so they scored. And instead of electing to go for two and walk it off on USC's field, they decided to kick the extra point and send it to more overtimes. So,
0: Yep. Honey, honey, you made it. We're at the end. We're at the home stretch here. Honey, did you guys get the win?
3: We did get the win.
0: Oh, that's big. Extended Thanks.
3: time. <laughs> How many uh, goals
2: did you score?
3: Zero. I'm a defender.
0: She locked it down. The defense, there you go, honey.
3: Defense wins championships.
0: Defense wins that's championships. You know who has no defense? The USC Trojans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So they're gonna win no championships. There's one thing I saw from that game that I thought was interesting. I've never seen it before. On a on a punt, USC, there were three guys that tried to grab the punt returner and yeah. force him to touch the ball.
1: Uh, did yeah. they get
0: flagged on that play or anything? What? <laughs> I've never seen that before. I mean that, and it, it looked planned as if it was coached. I think it was
1: coached. I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't know that they got flagged, but I feel like that should not be legal. <laughs> they
0: literally like grabbed the guy, all three of them, and tried to for it was like a it was like they were bullies trying to make some kitty yeah. on the playground or something.
3: Someone said wild. that they call uh Lincoln Riley calls that the uh Compton special.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
3: It was oh, pretty man. funny.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Oh man, it's just USC is a weird team because I don't think they're ever going to win a national championship playing this style of football, but it's fun. I mean, every single one of their games is uh, extremely fun. Lincoln Uh, Riley
2: looks good out there, though. He looks like he's happy and healthy.
0: He's getting some sun out there in Cali. And I mean, and Caleb Williams is probably probably the best quarterback in football. And uh, I don't think it's I think it's close, but I think you could still say he is the best player really
2: like Michael Penix
0: Jr. You really like Michael Penix Jr. Let's go ahead and transition then. We're going to get right into our game picks. And let's do this because uh, we only got five minutes. Let's do this pretty fast with our analysis here. And we're going to start with that first game. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this one. <laughs> Oregon, Washington this weekend. Oh, man, what a matchup. I am so excited for this game. Cade, we'll start with you. Who do you like with this one?
1: Oh, it's so hard. I would say I, I'm going to go Oregon because I think they have a better defense. But I really like Washington. And my heart says Washington. My head says Oregon. And I'm just going to have to go with Oregon.
3: You know, I'm I'm going to go with Washington.
1: Okay. All right. Go Huskies. Ethan.
3: I'm exactly
2: the same as Cade. Heart says Washington. I love Michael Penix. Head says there's no way Washington's going to beat Oregon this week. Bo Nix is going to. Get right in the Heisman talk, like, in the thick of it after this.
0: Oh, man. See, guys, I'm the opposite. My heart says Oregon, but my head says Washington. I think Washington's the better team. And so I'm going to go with Michael pinnocks and Washington. Go Huskies. Woo-hoo. Um, next up, we've got Wyoming at Air Force. Now, no divisions in the Mountain West this year, and Air Force doesn't play Fresno. Air Force undefeated. Wait a second. Cade. Cade, I'm sorry. I almost forgot. We got to talk about uh, mid majors, or do they call mid majors in in football? No, they don't. We got to talk real quick. Talk about Liberty and their and just give me something.
1: All right, uh, Liberty's undefeated, chance at the New York New York Six Bowl bid, but the three games that are going to have a big impact are Liberty at Jacksonville State, Tulane at Memphis. Tulane, Memphis both have one loss. And the Wyoming at Air Force, which Wyoming won loss, Air Force undefeated. But Wyoming, I didn't realize this. When they played Texas and they played them close, they didn't have their starting quarterback. So the Cowboys are kind of very slept on. Wyoming. So a, a tight game.
0: Anyway, Liberty has a big chance of making a New Year's Six. Arkansas cannot say the same. Wyoming at Air Force. <laughs> Kate, who do we like?
1: I'm going to go Wyoming. I, I, Air Force is really good. They've been blowing people out, but I feel like Wyoming has a ton of momentum. Like I said, they played Texas close with their backup mm-hmm. quarterback, and they played a really good Fresno team and beat them. And I know it's at Air Force, but I'm going to go Cowboys.
3: Yeah, I'm also going Wyoming. Um, yeah, they just have some better wins and have played some better teams, and so I think that will help them out, uh, even though it's a home game for the Air Force
2: if anybody's watched this show, they know that I picked Wyoming because of Laramie.
0: Laramie. Oh, yes. You love Laramie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go Air Force because I respect the troops. A&M, Tennessee. Tennessee, kind of looking a little better
3: the last couple weeks. A&M coming off a tough loss. Cade?
1: I'm going Tennessee for the home field advantage.
3: I will go Texas A&M for two weeks in a row. think they'll bounce off that win from last week. Or loss from last week.
2: I like it. Ethan. Texas A&M, better defense. I'm going to go
0: Tennessee, Bazooka Joe and the boys. Get it done. Go Vols. At home.
3: Uh, USC, Notre Dame. I'm going USC. I'm also going USC. Notre Dame hasn't lived up to my expectations. Man, I'm with you. Man, they've they've failed the last couple weeks.
2: I'm going Notre Dame. I think that USC is just asking to get beat recently, and Notre Dame the best candidate to do it.
0: I'm going to go USC. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a very good game. And I think that Notre Dame offense is not enough to overpower the USC offense, if that makes any sense of what I just said. Uh, Missouri at Kentucky. Uh, Kind of a race for second in the East between these two teams. Cade.
1: I'm going Kentucky. I think they're going to be mad about how they played last week. And
3: it's at home. I'm going to go with Mizzou. No reasonings behind that. She's a drink supporter.
2: I'm going to go with Kentucky because of Kroger Field.
0: I'm going to go with Kentucky as well because I do think they have a better defense.
1: Uh, last one, UCLA at Oregon State. Oregon State, I love Oregon State. Go Beavers.
3: We're also going Beavers. Oregon State, beautiful Beavers uh when i picked the bruins
1: they lost when
0: i picked against the bruins they won i'm gonna pick the bruins though this time because every time they play a game now they, they just create ugliness and chaos so that's what i'm gonna go with all right everybody thank you for being on this program again it's gonna cut off at any time we don't pay for premium here our zoom is limits us to a, a time